When you come to grips with the decision to pursue your dreams, then make a plan and just do it. Don't look back. Be decisive and understand that there will be problems, hardships maybe, but at that point, your dream and you and the Lord have become one on this issue. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. I'm going to ask all of you a question this morning. Are you reaching for the stars? What is the status of your dreams and your aspirations today? Well, whether or not you are prepared to answer those questions, I want you to know that God knows you have dreams and desires in your life, and He knows they are important to you. And He wants all of us to be star reachers. Many of you have dreams, but somewhere in the past they got sidetracked for different reasons, and your life circumstances made it seem impossible to revive the dream that you had. Others of you have a dream, but a significant risk would have to be taken in order to try and realize it, and your responsibilities make it difficult to pursue it. To be honest with you, there are lots of reasons that we give up on our dreams or hold on to the idea that the time just isn't right for us and our dream. But you see, the problem with letting our dreams go and replacing them with something else is that when we do that, we may never experience the kind of life that God intended for us. I know you've heard me say often that I believe that God has a purpose for each and every one of us. I believe that each of us has something that inspires us, that we love to do, and that we are passionate about. And when we recognize what that is, God's purpose for us involves those things because he made us that way. His purpose produces passion in our life, and God wants you to be your true self more than anyone. So what I'm saying is it's never too late to reach for the stars and pursue your dreams. You may say, well, Bob, those are nice words, but you don't understand my situation. I could never drop everything I've got going on to chase a dream. Well, first of all, I would say to you that dreams are not to be chased. They are your dreams. You already own them whether you pursue them or not. Then I would give you these few simple things to consider to encourage you to make active again that which God put naturally into you. The first thing to do is open your heart and your mind to what God wants you to do. For some of us, time and neglect has taken the clarity out of our dream. And if we ask him, God can restore it along with instructions. 
For others, it's hard for God to speak to us because we won't sit down and shut up long enough to just listen. There's an old saying that the best way to make your dreams come true is just to wake up. The next thing is, if we have a dream, don't just drop everything and plunge in without learning what you can about your pursuit. Of course we should pray about it, but not just pray about it. Get all the facts. Do the research. Become knowledgeable about what you're getting into and seek wise counsel. If you are finding your purpose, then your newfound intelligence will just continue to inspire you further. And finally, when you come to grips with the decision to pursue your dreams, then make a plan and just do it. Don't look back. Be decisive and understand that there will be problems, hardships maybe, but at that point your dream and you and the Lord have become one on this issue. Are you at a crossroads in your life? Your dream may involve your career choice. It may be about ministry. But whatever it is, if it's burning inside you, your dream is who you are. And I believe God wants all of us to be star reachers and just let him activate his power and his blessing in our lives. We all strive to be strong, not weak. But the problem is we were all created with some strengths and weaknesses. Stay tuned for some good news. God's power is made perfect in your weaknesses. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400-lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. How many of you remember the line of this scripture? When I am weak, then I am strong. Have you heard that before? Well, I want to talk about that in just a moment right after I share a little humor with you, okay? Here we go. A lady called her pastor. The pastor was a wise gentleman who had that calm, reassuring voice that oozes confidence. The lady, who was obviously crying, said, Pastor, I was born blind and I've been blind all my life. I don't mind so much being blind, but I I have some well-meaning friends who tell me that if I had more faith, I could be healed. The pastor then asked her, Tell me, 
Do you carry one of those white walking canes? Well, yes, I do, she replied. Okay, then, the pastor says, the next time one of your well-meaning friends says that to you, I want you to hit them over the head with a cane and then tell them, if you had more faith, that wouldn't hurt. Yeah, that's the kind of thing you would say. Just, just, just to set the record straight. <laughs> well, you know, it, 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 it is in our nature to believe that, that all weakness is a bad thing. We all strive to be strong, not weak. And we grow up aspiring to develop strong minds and strong bodies to create successful lives. But the problem is... We're all created with some strengths and some weaknesses. And recognizing these weaknesses and knowing how to deal with them is just as important as ach- to achieving a successful life as capitalizing on our strengths. You know, we all know somebody personally, and we certainly know of people who have accomplished tremendous success just, just to fall hard due to their, their weaknesses. And a recent easy example to point to would be Terrell Owens, T.O., the, the uh, Dallas Cowboy football player. I mean, what a tremendous athlete. He's such a force on the playing field, it just seems like there's nothing that he can't do. But his weaknesses in managing his personal relationships and his fame are severely hampering his success in life. But you see, God made us all with strengths and weaknesses. And to understand the scripture that we were talking about, when I am weak, then I am strong. You have to understand where the Apostle Paul was coming from when he wrote it. He was in the middle of defending his ministry in a letter to his beloved Corinthians. And he was responding to criticism by church people who was jealous of his impact on the people of Corinth. And they had made this observation that while Paul wrote really great letters, in person, he was a very unimpressive figure physically. And he had no charisma at all as a speaker. And, and you know, it would be natural for, for, for Paul to have been hurt by those comments. I mean, after all, he knew that all of his efforts toward those people were sincere. And no one could argue with of what Paul had witnessed and survived in his life, especially for the cause of Christ. I mean, he was beaten a number of times. He was thrown in prison. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked. I mean, just about everything you could imagine had happened to Paul. But his response to the Corinthians was something like this. He said, you know, I could, I could brag about all the things I've seen and done about my first-hand relationship with the Lord, about my vision of heaven, about all the persecution that I've suffered. I could tell you all these things to dispute my, my critics, but instead, I want to brag about my weakness because God knows I've got them. And in spite of them, the Lord himself told me, My grace is sufficient for you. Now listen to this. 
And he said, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Paul went on to say, I'm happy to boast about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. I'm happy for the insults. I'm happy for the hardships, the persecution, and in all difficulties. Here's where it came, where, where, the, where, the, where the line is. I'm happy for all the problems. For when I am weak, then I'm strong. What an amazing revelation. We can acknowledge our weaknesses so that Christ can perfect us. I mean, can we really count our, our weaknesses as a blessing from God? Well, the Apostle Paul showed us that we can. Because for every inability that we have, for every iniquity that we're tempted by, for every infirmary our body deals with, Jesus knows we have it. And Jesus has promised to work on us all the way to per perfection. The message is that our strengths and our weaknesses belong to Him. So don't let your shortcomings and your insecurities and your doubts and your failures cause you to run from God. For these are the very things that God wants to reveal His power to perfect in you. And you might say, well, I'm just too messed up. Just got too many weaknesses. Well, let me tell you today that the more weaknesses that you have, the more miraculous the work that can be done in your life through Jesus Christ. You can't overcome them by yourself. But with Christ, you can say, for when I am weak, then I am strong. A few minutes ago, the song said, He's the defender of the weak. He, com he comforts those in need. He lifts us up like wings of eagles. When I am weak, then I am strong. Have you ever been in a situation where you feel there is no way out? Stay with Bobby to learn three things that will give you the victory through Jesus Christ. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. Buy Nebo Tools' intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the ultra-cool and handy Slim, at batteries, bus bulbs, outlets, and hardware stores everywhere, and online at nebotools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code CHRISTIANRADIO and receive a 10% discount on your order. At work, home, or play, for the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. I have a word of encouragement that I want to share 
with anyone this morning who's going through a difficult time. You're here, thank God. (laughs) But you're struggling with something you're going through right now. When I was a teenager, our family moved to a new place. And I was trying to fit in at school. And one day, while trying to be funny, I made an ill-advised wisecrack about how dumb another student was. A guy named Big Al. Well, nobody seemed to notice or care about my Big Al is so dumb joke until the next day when Big Al went into the janitor's closet to smoke a cigarette, which, by the way, said no smoking, dangerous. And when he lit up, there was an explosion and Big Al was killed. Well, it was very tragic. And the student body was understandably traumatized. But during lunch a few days later, I was outside on the basketball court, and I looked up to see an angry mob of over 100 boys surround the court with the full intention of beating up the new kid for making fun of Big Al. And as the mob started closing in on me, I experienced a little of what one of my favorite characters in the Bible did a long time ago. His name was King Jehoshaphat. And out of his story comes one of life's greatest lessons. And that is what to do when your back's up against the wall and when there seems to be no way out. Well, I don't know about you, but when I think of King Jehoshaphat, the first thing that I think of is, who named this guy? What was his parents thinking? And he must have played basketball because he's mostly associated with the phrase jumping Jehoshaphat. But here's the story. Here's the story. King Jehoshaphat is ruling the country. He's trying to do the right thing when he learns that there are three huge armies approaching. He is hugely outnumbered. He knows he can't beat them. There was no way out. But Jehoshaphat takes action and he does three things. It's the same three things that we have to do when we face a crisis. The first thing he did was he took his problem to the Lord. Jehoshaphat called a fast, and he had everyone come together to pray and seek God's help. Prayer should always be our first and our best weapon, amen? We should pray at the first sign of trouble, not as a last resort. The next thing that Jehoshaphat did was admit his weakness. He prayed, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. You know, the only person that God doesn't help is the one that doesn't think he needs it. If your back's against the wall, that's a pretty good sign that you're not on top of things. Jehoshaphat admitted his armies were no match for his enemies. The third thing, and the most important thing that Jehoshaphat did... He thanked God in advance. The word says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men that was praying, and the Lord said, Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. So while the armies approached the city, Jehoshaphat and his people began to worship God. Not having any idea how things were going to turn out, they had faith in God. 
and in his word. In fact, the word says they appointed men to go in front of the army and sing praises to the Lord. Where's Brent? Where'd he go? Can you imagine the worship team? Okay, you guys to the front. <laughs> I hope you read the story. It's in Second Chronicles chapter, two, uh, chapter 20. The Lord caused the three armies to fight each other until they were completely destroyed. Not only were the Jews saved, but it took them days to carry home all the treasure that their enemies had left behind. And Jehoshaphat and his people, listen to this, thank God for the victory before they had it. Okay, I know you're wondering how things turned out for me facing the angry mob. I can tell you that I did, did not have the wisdom of Jehoshaphat. But uh, since there wasn't anywhere to run, and somehow the Lord gave me the words to diffuse the situation uh, and avoid a beating. And I think that's when I discovered that I was destined for a career in sales. <laughs> but listen, when you feel like there's just no way out of your situation, when you feel like you're standing in quicksand and you're slowly sinking, these three things will put your feet on solid ground when you go through a crisis. Take your situation to the Lord. Admit that you can't handle it and ask for help. And then thank God for the victory that you're going to have in Jesus' name. The word said that after the Lord's great victory over the enemies of Judah, that the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. Don't be discouraged this morning. The battle is the Lord's. Say that with me. The battle is the Lord's. And he came through for Jehoshaphat, and he'll come through for you. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com 
or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's embracegrace.com or call 817-755-8484.